thank you all for your giving. Thanks, Les, for that ministry. I appreciate it every week. Um, turn in your Bibles, please, to the book of Matthew, chapter 21. And I don't know whether it's that I'm getting older or it's just that I type a lot of these things on my little cell phone and, um, you know, big fingers with little screen. But invariably, when I send uh, the PowerPoint directives out to Sylvie Binichon and then to Scott, so often I make mistakes. And so this morning I was, uh, I was praying about what to speak, and then I came and was praying up in the balcony earlier because I got here to try to make sure that all the heaters were running. I got here early. And it was kind of dark up there, so I was typing what, what the passage was. And then um, right after Sunday school, um, I reviewed the fact that Sylvia had sent the PowerPoint, and I looked, and I thought, oh, I sent the wrong chapter. So I sent Matthew 22 instead of, this is just TMI, but instead of Matthew 21. So I called Sylvia, and I said, Sylvia, I made a mistake, and she's just so gracious, and she laughed, and so she redid the PowerPoint, and I had to let Scott know, hey, whatever you have programmed, you know, we got to change it. So uh, I just wanted to give thanks to them for serving every week and for putting up with my various foibles. It's not, not it wasn't as bad as maybe dropping the microphone and then speaking, well, you know, that, that would never happen to me. But, but these kinds of things I do, and uh, thanks to Sylvie and uh, Scott for cleaning up my mess today. So, Matthew 21, there it is. It's upgraded. Imagine that. Uh, we want to talk today about our relationship with the Lord as saints and as pneumaticos people. And we want to talk about, we want to refresh our thinking regarding what God has taught us about the various dimensions of prayer. So, out of many different passages that, that we could have chosen, I felt that this one is a, is a great jumping-off point for us, and it's in the words of Jesus, so how can you get better than that? Matthew 21, beginning at verse 21. Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, if you have faith and doubt not, you shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also, if you say, thou shalt say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. And all things, how many things? All things. Whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing, you shall receive. I, uh, I was studying last night just having fun with the word. I was going back over the various places where that Greek word aiteo is used. And, um, and I was thinking uh, of how wonderful it is that the Father has opened our spirit to understand just, just on an operative level what that word really means. Um, Aiteo in the Greek, A-I-T-E-O, is a power word of prayer wherein you are, it's very similar to what supplication is, but you're, in, you're engaged in partnership with God. And 
you you've been entrusted by him to do something and you are you are really you have really accepted the mantle or the burden for it and as you are praying and as you're waiting before him he will give words of prosuke he'll give understandings and you then you begin to declare them and you begin to speak them forward but then on on that grounds there are times that the spirit will identify specific things that you have to ask the father for and iteo is is that word and it's um it is it is a it is a high level of not only authority but authority that's based upon God entrusting you to partner with him to accomplish something. And, um, you know, as you look through, if you look through the way that word is used, uh, Jesus in the book of John and all of that big section of red letters in your Bible, um, he uses this term over and over again about what he came to earth to do for you. And he said, you know, the hour is coming and now is you're not going to ereteo me anything. Those days of you being walking with me and you're asking me directly things, those are over. And that's what Jesus said. But from now on, because I go to the Father, you're going to be entrusted by the Father to partner with him in glory. And you are going to be asking him of things because the Father loves you. And that's Iteo. And, um, and, and anything in that regard that you ask the Father, Iteo the Father, in conjunction with the authority that I've granted you in my name, he will do it for you. And, and if you ask the Father about these things, I am going to work on behalf of what you're asking. So it's all about the framework of the Father giving you the opportunity to partner with him. And the things that you iteo are not just any old thing you want. It's not just anything that pops into your head. Well, hey, I'd like to have that. So I'm going to ask because your word, don't, doesn't your word say that if you ask, I'll give it to you? Well, what does iteo mean? And, and it, it, it is in conjunction with your partnering with the Father and you, you engaging in that measure of authority that he grants you, and that as you intercede, and he gives you insights, and you're working with him, and then certain things the Spirit will make very clear to you, and you, you directly ask the Father for that. And it, it is an authority release. It is, it is a miracle release, but it's very selective, directed by the Father. And it's different from prosuke. Because prosuke, which is always part of supplication, when you're engaged in supplication, prosuke are, are insights, things that the Spirit will make clear to you. You do and then you teach. And, and you begin to believe for those things. You begin to declare those things. That's a measure of power too. But there are certain things that are uh, engaged with the Father releasing at a, a dynamic from the throne, and those things you ask, the Father will do based upon this framework. And one of the things that last night when I read it, it just jumped out, 
and and I I'm believing for this. We've been asking God for His presence over the past year, and He's been so faithful in that. But Jesus said that if we will iteo the Father, He will give the Holy Spirit. Now that's not brothers and sisters. If you've not spoken in tongues, you need to come on up here because the Father is going to give it to you. Jesus is the baptizer. It's not that. He's talking to an Iteo group. He's talking to people that are already functioning in the power of the Spirit. He's talking to people who have already been entrusted with authority. He's talking to people who are already moving in the power of tongues. And he says in that, you find this verse for yourself. Look it up this afternoon. If you ask the Father, if you Iteo the Father, he will give the Holy Spirit. And I believe that that's one of the things that we're going to know in the year to come. We've already begun to know it. We sampled that when we were down in Brazil in November. And we saw the Father. We've asked God for his presence. We've asked God for, for a visitation of his face. Those are wonderful things. But when you're engaged with Iteo, that means he's entrusted you with responsibilities. And when you go on behalf of those responsibilities, if you Iteo the Father for the release of his Holy Spirit, Jesus says that he will give it. And and I think that that is a, a power operative that the Father is saying to us. We appreciate and we value the, 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 the presence of God. We must have that. If he doesn't go with us, we must not go. But when we're there, when we stand before the throne and we know we've been called to be there for ministry, we ask the Father for the release of the Holy Spirit, He will grant it. And it's it's not a, I wish it would happen, or, you know, if we do all these things. This is an Iteo word directly from Jesus. And there are a lot of ways that the Spirit is causing these many passages to be opened. Go back through those, that, those middle chapters of John where Jesus is talking about why he came and how important it is for him to go to the Father and how you're going to be asking the Father and, and things about his name. And it's not just as much as we love it, saying something, signing it off, in the name of Jesus. There's no greater name than the name of Jesus. But when you are functioning in this way by what he said, before the Father, it's about us dealing with the Father by virtue of what Jesus patterned as a son, by virtue of what Jesus sacrificed himself so that we might know. And when you ask in his name in that context, it's what's going on at the right hand of the Father. And when we're speaking to the Father, Jesus said, I will do it. I'm with you. I'm moving with you. And, and it's just a very powerful, powerful thing. But look here in chapter 21. Got to get the chapter right. Verse 22. All things. I always laugh about this. I joke about this. But um, when I first came to Dallas, that was back before Internet or any, any kind of way that we could just access any kind of teaching. And we were pretty much limited to either the wacky shows that were on TV. And there were some wacky ones. Or radio broadcast. So in the afternoon, sometimes I would tune in to this, this preacher who was obviously an African-American guy, had a really unique accent, but, you know, he would teach the word, and I would listen. I thought it was, I thought it was really invigorating for me. 
And, and he'd have this guy read the scripture for him. I won't imitate him because I probably would in trouble. I could do it, though. But he'd say, brother, read this scripture. And the guy would start reading. And this guy had his own inimitable accent, too. And it was just really, it was really, it was the word, but it was, it just, it was just fun to listen to. And this guy would read like this verse. He'd say, in all things. And, he, and the preacher would say, now wait there, brother. How many things? And the guy would say, all things. And they would work that for like a minute. And he'd say it in different ways. Now, wait, I'm just not understanding that. What things? Is it everything? Yes, it's everything. How many things? All things. They'd do it. So you knew it was all things. So when the scripture says all things, it's all things. All things. He's just talked about the fig tree and the mountain. We're going to get back to that in a moment. But he says all things whatsoever you ask, I tell in prayer, prosukamai, believing, faith, you'll receive. Those three things. It begins in faith. What is God saying at the right hand of the throne? That's belief. What has he entrusted you to do? And with that, then, the sila of, of this is you are offering supplication. You're partnering with God, and he's giving you insights. That's the sila. That's, that's, that's a wonderful thing to be partnering with God. And know when you pray, it's not you just begging and wishing and hoping and thinking. And It's, hey, God is giving. I'm working with him on this. I can feel his spirit motivating. And the prosukai, the prosukai prayer there is that commune and that measure of the spirit teaching you and training you and giving you insight and, and it is, it's a function. But then ask, is, is this power word that says in the midst of you walking in faith, in partnering with supplication and gaining insights, there are things that the Father will say, it's time. Or you're standing at this rock. You need to speak to this rock. It's that moment. And, and if you will, I tell based upon your supplication, based upon your empowerment in faith at the right hand, you're receiving it. I think that is, a, that is a magnificent, that's a magnificent promise from the Lord. It's a principle of prayer. It's a principle of, of walking in power. And, and this is where you are right now. This is where we are right now. We need to get to that point where we, we say, the highest of these things is that I'm partnering with, with Jesus at the right hand of the Father as a son to, to engage with him as an intercessor in regard to what he's doing in this world right now, at this crucial time as a saint. That's the highest privilege. But what do you do there? Well, you're engaged in supplication. You're engaged as a partner in prayer where you are carrying that burden and you're, you're willing to respond to that burden. You're, you're willing to exert whatever is necessary to, to fulfill your obligations in that burden. And God will teach you in this. This is the framework of teaching. And we've said this before. You learn more about God in the valley 
than you do on either one of the, of the high points that launched you into that valley of Selah. Because when you have to have a measure of faith and trust and experience, you learn more there than at any other point. And in life, that's true. I can hear somebody tell me what to do. I do that all the time at home. Uh, just joking. No, I'm joking. Well, maybe. Um, or I can read it in a book, but when I actually do it, my goodness, I am learning. Uh, there, there, there's something about the to-do that empowers the teach. And there's something about that with Jesus where he would speak the Scripture, but because he was living him, the people said, wait, this guy knows what he's talking about. He's speaking with authority. And it's because you're living it. And, and so that measure of prosukomai or prosuke in, in prayer there is essential. It's invaluable. And there is power in that. There is power that Al Shaddai will work on your behalf as you're walking along with God. But this kind of prayer, this iteo, that Jesus linked with the fig tree and mountain moving is something that we're entering into in this year in a way beyond what we've known. We have to be walking in faith. We have to be engaged in supplication, diesis, and prosuke. We have to know that. But these times in Iteo, which again, go through. I mean, it won't take you long. Use your Bible program, not right now, but use your Bible program and go through those passages where Iteo is used, and, and you're going to be astounded at the vitality of this offering of partnership with God and releasing the power of the throne. So those three, that principle, faith, the right hand, walking in supplication and prosukomai, and iteo, those are the three that we really need to impart into our life, imprint into our psyche, and function in. Now, I, I just believe that studying this, I tell you, is not something you, you necessarily do every day, you know, because as much as we like to see the power of the throne exerted, that, that this dimension doesn't happen every day. If it did, the world would just collapse with the power of the Lord. I mean, it just, you think of it, we read things in the Scripture and just because something is one chapter away, we think it's just bang, 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 bang. It's not that way. There was significant time and patience between the passages of Scripture that have the stemwinder verses. Um, so, um, yeah, prosuke and, and supplication period, yeah, that happens every day. You being before the throne, that happens every day. But when the Father says, it's time for you to believe and to ask me, because that's just the way God has chosen. He wants to share the kingdom as the bride of Christ. He wants to share the kingdom with us. But those miraculous mountain-moving times, those don't happen every day. I mean, if, if, if we could just move mountains all the time, we'd be living on flat earth society. And that John Denver, uh, how would that be? I mean, that would just be crazy. There'd be no Rocky Mountain High because it would just all be flat as Kansas, and that would be horrible. So 
Uh, what is the context where Jesus is speaking of? Well, he's come out of the temple and he curses the fig tree. And we've talked about the fig tree. It's a great study. Maybe one of these days we'll actually get around to writing it. But, you know, the thing is that um, the fig tree represented true commune with God. It just did. And, uh, you know, we've taught on that before, so I'm not going to revisit that. But he comes here and he's really speaking about, in the fig tree about the religious world. We, we talked in a most recent seminar about how that Bethpage was the unripened fig or the first, first fruits fig and how that was the, the headquarters of the Sanhedrin and how it, it really was not reaching into the beginnings of what God wants to do and believing in this walk of faith. That's why the, the two harvests of figs per year, the second one was the one that everybody got. The first one needed a specialization, and that's what Bethpage meant. But the religious world was not doing that. So here's Jesus coming out at this culminative time, at the beginnings of his sacrifice for us to know God as sons, at the beginning of the New Testament era. And if there was ever a demonstration of the first ripe fig, it was then. And the religious world rejected him. The religious people who should have said, yes, this is our Messiah, we'll, we'll accept this, they rejected him. And we have evidence of that. Jesus looking over Jerusalem and weeping because, uh, because they were not uh, acknowledging the time that God was giving them. So the whole episode of him cursing the trig, fig tree was not him being petulant or some, you know, some uh, immature god who was hungry and well you didn't give me food like that little kid billy Moomy on the on the twilight zone i never saw it episode uh where the little kid is just saying things and people are turning into jack-in-the-boxes and that kind of crazy stuff this wasn't jesus being um immature he was doing this for a purpose and he was saying that the religious world was not accepting him and this is not about religion. This is about relationship. It's about partnership with the Father. And um, Jesus speaks about true religion. But that's not our message for the day. So the first thing he says is, if you have faith, if you're functioning on behalf of the right hand of the Father, and you doubt not, decrino, that's interesting. We'll talk about that in a second. You'll say, you'll not only do this, which is done to the fig tree, the religious world. But if you're moving in faith, you will also speak to this mountain. Now, arguably, it, you could say that he was looking over to the Mount of Olives, where Bethpage was. Uh, that's probably true. But he also speaks about this mountain in other contexts of Scripture. So it it means more than just the Beth page. It means more than just the Mount of Olives. It means the, the, the apex points that God created on this earth where he wants to rule and reign, and many of them are dominated by the demonic realm. And um, this is where Jesus was taken in the wilderness temptation, the enemy took him to an exceeding high mountain, and that mountain 
directed uh, where the enemy had authority. That mountain directed the, the highest of the high places of the earth. Now, in the book of Revelation, when the seventh angel takes John and takes him to a mountain that looked out over all creation, that's a seating high above all principalities and powers. That's the place we operate. But down here on earth, when you're talking about saying to this mountain, you're talking about spiritual warfare. So he first hits religion and says, you've got to be people of faith. Then he talks about spiritual warfare. What do you say to this mountain? Be thou removed. You study about what removed means. It really means a demonstration of having authority. You know, this word was used to talk about somebody picking something up and putting it in a place that you preferred it. This speaks about jurisdicting what should go on in a certain place. It's more of an operative word. It's not getting the, uh, the caterpillar tractor out and actually moving this thing. It's, it's speaking about taking a measure of authority and you begin to operate there as if you own the thing and as if you have been given the, the jurisdiction to say what goes on there. That's, that's, that's removing. Now, it can, also, it can also mean that you actually remove something, but if you're removing something, it means you have authority in it. But most of the time, it speaks about, you know, I'm in this place, and I decided to do this. And I, I, I took authority and decided to, to change the, the landscape here or whatever. So it's more about demonstrating the fact that you have the say-so over the place. Well, what about being cast into the sea? Now, this is, a, this is another word because it's, it's, it uses balo, We've studied about Balo. It's where we get our word ball. Uh, and the sea can speak of a number of things. The sea can speak about an actual sea, which is the people. You know, the people of the world were spoken of as the sea. The sea could speak about a, a spiritual um, measure, you know, when, the, when the, the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters and waited for the stirring and said it's time. The sea could also indicate, and we know this is true, not because we read it in a book, but we've been there sensing it. This, there are a lot of uh, uh, places in the seas themselves that are spiritual hotspots. They are. And, and you go to the cultures of the world, and you, you find every one of them speaking about PowerPoints that are in the sea mostly in the demonic. I remember twice, at least twice, my memory would probably stir some more, where I would be in prayer in another nation, and, and when we would be praying, all of a sudden, up out of the sea would come some enemy force to come to contest why we were there. So this measure of the sea, in the words of Jesus, speaks about a lot of spiritual factors but it begins first by you taking authority over the mountain based upon what the throne of God is directing you to do. And then you, you disseminate where the power of that thing should go. It's kind of like what Jesus said in Luke 11, 
when he talked about taking the stronghold. You first bind the strong man, and then you take the armor in which it trusted, and then you distribute the goods so that those goods can be a blessing to the people, blessing to the landscape, blessing to whatever is surrounding that stronghold. So I think that what he's saying here is get out of religion, get into relationship, find your place at the right hand of the Father, and when God, here we come back to doubt not, so you thought I forgot about that, diacrino, I thought that's the word we're supposed to use when we judge prophecy, where you lay everything out and then you look and you say what's being said. Well, that's true. So how does that fit here And doubt not? When God tells you something from the throne and he's telling you to, to iteo in something that is going to be earth-shaking, don't try to figure it out. Don't try to part. Well, how are you going to do this, God? I just don't see how you're going to do it. Your own mouth can get you in trouble. And, and so don't diacrino what God has commissioned in supplication from his throne and what he said to you, say this. Ask me for this. If you start figuring it out in your head, you're going to mess up faith because we walk by faith and not by sight. And that's you know, apply that to the other passage of note that Jesus speaks about. You say to this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in your heart. There it is again. So when it comes to faith, you, you just got to say it when God says it. Now, again, it's not the 70s kind of faith where whatever you darn well please, you just say it and you declare it and you got it. Boy, I learned the hard way in some ways that that doesn't work. But when you're moving in partnership with the throne and God has, has entrusted you with his burden, and you're partnering with him as sons and as saints, and your objective is to fulfill what God is doing there, and you're daily spending time before him, sharing the burden of the Lord, and God is teaching you and showing you things and enlightening his scripture, and you are, you are preparing the way. You're really preparing the way in that valley of supplication. And then God says, it's time. I want you to say this. I want you to ask of me, and I will do it. That's not the time for you saying, I just don't see how you're going to do this. Hey, look, I know. I was doing this yesterday when I was knee-deep in the morning. I got here early and was going through financials. I was thinking, God, how are you going to? I first started thinking, I see what's coming. And I, I know the obligations that are there. And, and I started to think, how are you going to do this? And I just got to thump that out of my head. I cannot diacrino. If God says it, you've got to believe it. And as the old timer said, that settles it. And it's like what Moses, you know, I think maybe this is part of the factor of Moses, you rebels, you ingrates where God says, okay, when we first started, Moses, you took the rod of authority and you whacked it and water came out. I think we've walked that whacking. We've done some whacking, walk, whack walking, or walk whacking. I, I, whack, whack, whack. I, you know, I know that. But then God says, okay, we're coming into a new frame and I want you 
from the right hand. Remember, you believe not. I'm on. I want you to speak to this rock. And Moses is there. And he looks around. And his mind starts remembering. You, hold, you look a whole lot like that guy that got swallowed up when the earth opened. Hey, yeah, you're, you're related to him. You're doing the same thing he did. And you, and you, hey, all you are murmuring here. And he started thinking, and he started processing, and he thought, we just wandered around for 40 years because you were doing the same things. How, how is this going to happen? Now, the essence of it is that he didn't do what God said for him to do. He didn't speak on behalf of the right hand. And because of that, God said, you're not going into the land of promise. I want to go into the land of promise. How about you? I want to go over into the land of conquest that the Father has positioned each of you for. And so we can't doubt in our heart. You say, well, maybe we can get our heart to the point of just absolute obedience. Well, then what do you do with a scripture that says that the heart is desperately wicked? Who can know it? You, you have to really keep your heart in line because your heart will jump right up with your mind. You know, Dennis was talking about the inner man. We've got to labor to get that strong, to be strong there in our devotion to what the Spirit of God is saying. So I say to you, if you have faith, if you're really functioning at the throne, and don't doubt, you can not only to do what is done to this fig tree, but if you also say to this mountain, be removed, take authority, jurisdict the power that God has ordained for you to move, and be cast into the sea, disseminate, release, and, and send word to other forces, other mountains that are resisting what the kingdom, what they were created to do, you, you, will, you will have this. It shall be done. It shall be completed. And all things, not just this one, but one 10 years from now, one 50 years from now, one 2,000 years from now, all things are going to be done according to this three-measure principle. Iteo, prosuke, and pistis. Those three, and you'll receive Faith, partnering with God, and listening to the still small voice when God says, I want you to ask me for this. It still baffles me that God loves you and me so much that that hidden wisdom that was set apart for our glory, that God would say, I want to partner with them. I want this one to be my bride in seeing joint heirs with me as anointed sons. And, and I want them not just, not just to, to serve me, but to, to ask me and before I'm going to do something dynamic. Why would God ever do that? But yet he does. But it can't just be anything you darn well please. 
It can't just be anything your emotions tell you you want right then. It has to be faith at the right hand. It has to be embracing that partnership and offering supplication before the Lord. Again, you want to minister with angels? What did Gabriel say? The moment you first offered supplication, your words were heard, and I've come on behalf of that. Your supplication is powerful because it's a partnership with God. And God teaches us. He gives us insights. He gives us perspectives, His perspective. He gives us the way we ought to be thinking. He trains us. He builds us up. Those things. And then the culminative answer. God begins to nudge your heart. It's time for this to happen. Now, now look, hey, when you start talking about timing and God, that's a big room, isn't it? I mean, that's why the first sign of the apostolic is patience. And we have to submit ourselves to the timing of the Lord. We start praying about something, and isn't it the case that so often if we don't have it in a month or a year, we think, well, I must have screwed something up, or maybe I didn't hear God right, or, you know, I don't know, I must have done something wrong, or, you know, God, did you really mean that? Did you lie to me, God? I, you know, I, and we start going off on that. God's timing is, is up to him. Even the disciples pestered Jesus and said, hey, are you going to restore the kingdom now? And the Father said, you know, it's not up to me to know the time. Only the Father knows that. The Son doesn't know it. So even though when we begin to pray, we know God's going to do this. And we got to walk through that valley of patience. So you got to be really certain. I mean really certain of timing. To know when God says, it's time for Iteo, you ask me now. You ask this, and this mountain shall be removed. This mountain I'm taking. And the, 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 the fallen examples of religion, I am demonstrating the truth. You, you've got to really be sensitive, and you can't let your mind determine the timing. You can't let your weariness determine the timing. You can't let your earthly desires determine the timing. You can't let your, your longing for excitement, we want to see something, we want to see something. We've all been there. If you tell me you've not then you're probably lying, and you shouldn't do that on a Sunday. You know, we want to see the power of God manifested. But it was, the fact is, though, that all of us are walking in the power of God every day. There's just no reporters for the Elijah list looking. Every one of you has been moving in the power of God in so many ways. He's protected you. In so many ways, He's provided for you. In so many ways, He's watched over you in ways that you have not realized. And in some ways, He's done things and you say, yep, that, that was God. 
I don't know how that, I didn't see that coming. Thank you, Father. But then we forget about it by the next day often, don't we? We better be really careful before we're barking, command ye me concerning my sons and the work of my hands. We better be really careful that, that we are not now in that point of wanting the thing, in the burden, prosuke, which is powerful, but the iteo key of unlocking what the Father wants to do we got to be careful of that. But yet, we're in these days where that's, that's going to happen. Uh, we've, we've known it to some degree. And I think sometimes the, the vast miracles that we have seen, we were functioning in Iteo and we just didn't really realize it. You're faithful in the small things, God gives you ruler over many. Um, but we're at this moment. You know, I've been standing before the rock declaring provision, declaring uh, direction, declaring open doors. And, and it's, it's, there's, there are challenges at the rock. I mean, there, there are challenges at crucial pinnacle points of the kingdom. It's not all just bells and whistles and sparks of glory. There is contesting, even what God said to Cain. If you're functioning in my tobe and you are, you're doing what I'm asking of you, you'll be accepted, but you better watch out because sin is crouching at that door. So don't, don't think that because, you know, doesn't it just make sense that it's your, if you're at war, that the enemy would like to foil a great, um, you know, I was, I was reading. I was reading a book uh, about uh, there was a. Don't ask me what this book was because I was just reading it online, and it's in my head now, so I don't really know need to know where it was. But before D Day, um, there were so many points of subterfuge. And so many ways that the enemy forces were trying to foil what they knew, they just didn't know when, was coming out of England and the Allied forces. And there was a special unit that Hitler created, not just Rommel, but a special unit that was trying to figure out how they could not necessarily predict when it was going to happen, but screw up the works. And, and, and it really is a miracle some of the things that were foiled at the last minute that could really have had a detrimental effect over the actual D-Day launch and the landings. But the point is that you can find examples of that in history in warfare over and over again. Even the thing that that recent Napoleon movie, if you've read any of the stories about the way Napoleon worked, um, uh, and he had his foibles, he did goofy things at times, but he was a brilliant general. Um, but several of the things that, that, he, that, that he would have gained great triumphs were foiled at the last minute. And just 
goofy little things, almost like that old English thing for, for one of a, a nail, the shoe was lost. For one of the shoe, the horse was lost. For one of the horse, the battle was lost. And so be, be wary. Uh, we've known this over the years. At heightened points of spiritual activity, a rising tide floats all boi- boats. Keep your emotions and keep everything under control. Because there, every part of you, the, the greater the power, the greater the, the electric of the moment in God, it's going, to, it's, it's going to stir up lots of things. We said this early on. When the anointing was flowing and people were, uh, were, uh, were for maybe for the first time, understanding some of the spiritual giftings that God had put within them, not only were those giftings being activated, but a whole lot of iniquities were just on steroids. And, you know, you, you think, okay, <laughs> just let God move here, and you bring into obedience every thought that's going against that. The problem is, many people didn't do that very well, and I dare say I didn't do it very well all along in, in my own life. Neither did you, if the truth was known. But the point is that at every point of power, there are a lot of challenges, i.e. Elijah in the mouth of the cave, i.e. Moses in the aforementioned illustration of the rock, i.e. so many others. There's so many other illustrations. So just keep trusting the Lord, keep praying, Believe for the dynamic of the power of his spirit in ways that we have not known. That what the Father has reserved, we have not known this. But guard yourself. Watch yourself. And I speak that to myself too. I'm, I'm, I should have been finished, but I'm just going to say this. I could talk about myself and I won't offend myself. At least I don't think I'll hurt my feelings. But there are some things that like, I was studying, and I'm going to teach on this at seminar, so I'm really not planning as of this moment to teach on it now. But I, I mentioned in the worship prep before we came in here that yesterday I was so grateful that the Spirit was explaining to me the parable of the talents, the parable of the pounds, the parable of the minas, and what that really meant and where we are right now. And that, that was a blessing that was a blessing to me. But I tell you, I, I even spoke about this with the sowing and the reaping thing recently. That guy that hid the talent, I have felt that. I, I'm, I, I have felt that come. I have felt these things. Not because I'm some blatant sinner and, oh, leaders shouldn't be that wise up do you think there's read some of the read some of the biographies of great leaders after they they're dead now they can admit stuff of things that they felt and then they had to go out and speak to thousands be god's man or woman of faith and power i remember reading the from brownsville and i mentioned this some of the writings that john kilpatrick wrote about um, or Cooley, or even Steve Hill, where they, they would get ready to go out, and they just think, I don't want to go out. I don't want to do that. And everybody had been waiting in line all day in the rain. 
And they're all there waiting to get fire in the river and all those other things. And the leaders are saying, I just had it. I don't want to go. Watch yourself. If you think it's all going to be glory and blueberries, forget it. It's glory, but the, the greater the power, the greater the responsibility. So watch, your, watch it. But I felt things. And, and, and even last night, I was praying, and I thought, Father, I have never felt that you were a hard man. I've, I've never spoken stout words, as Micah said, against you. But the temptation to do that is there, just as it was in handfuls of biblical characters. So know where you are and don't ever think you're above that because it's the fool who says, I'm impervious. There's nothing that can get through me. I'm strong. Paul says, oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me? There's a war that rages within me. What I want to do, I don't want to do. You know the passages. You read them. And I'm, this isn't a dour thing. It, it goes back to what Jesus just said, those three words, and doubt not. Power from the throne. The year ahead is going to be filled with dynamic miracles that we have never, ever conceived, that the Father has reserved them. But with great power comes great responsibility. And we have to stay. All things. Well, maybe not where we are. No. All means all. All things. Ask. Iteo. Prosuke. And believe. And you'll receive. That's where we are. So what is it that... There's, there's power in prosuke too. But there are certain things that you guys need that right now, again, it's a thin line between you walking in faith and dealing with issues that you're going to overcome and a measure where God says, enough. It's time for you to ask for this to be provided for. I release the wisdom to know the difference in those two to all of us. And I release the wisdom in this time frame for you to know those things that God has ordained for you to ask him in your own life for provision, for miracles. Why? Because he loves you. But in this, in this wonderful outlay, it's because you need those provisions in order to go forth whole into the new place that God is using you in. Does that make sense? So there's some things right now that I'm looking at and I'm standing at this rock and I'm declaring into them. You need to do that too. But be careful. Judge before you exert that measure of authority because the mind is going to try to squeeze one in on you. It's kind of like Congress. You know, we've got this great need here. Uh, how about we put a bill to provide for this need? Okay, but wait. Instead, 
we're going to attach this, and we're going to attach this, and we're going to attach this, and then nothing gets done. Or what gets done is a, is a debacle, a bloated bill. So when you come with a direct point of need and God says, you've got authority in this, make sure you don't offer a bunch of riders that don't belong in that. There's time to handle those other things. But hit the nail on the head and see God work a miracle. You know, that's so much what faith is, isn't it? I'm going to end with this. It's just, there's just so much here. You know, you study these goofy movies about martial arts, you know, Karate Kid, Mr. Miyagi, uh, you know, and, and they, they focus on a certain, and I know there's demonic stuff involved here, but what the principle that they say, you just focus on this place right here. You just focus on that. And you zero in on that. You hit that. You'll break the board. And everybody goes, woo! Isn't that amazing? Well, even though that's used for whatever they use it for, they're borrowing from a spiritual principle. Make sure that when you're about to exert power to see something broken or see something released, that you keep your eye on the target and you move in the timing because that will bring victory. If you shoot at everything, you won't hit anything. You know? It's just true. Be targeted, and God will direct you. But you're going to see, well, what about these other things? Well, see, we've got two things to say about that. First of all, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added to you. God's going to take care of some of those. You just seek first righteousness in the kingdom. When you strike that thing, it's amazing how so many other things happen. But the other thing is it may not be timing for some of those other things you're thinking about. If God gave you all of them right now, you would be shortchanging your development and you may screw up the one thing he's really wanting to do at this moment. Does that make sense? So may God give us wisdom and timing, but don't forget this principle and please go through in the next couple days all the Iteo passages, and read one of them, remembering what it means, and say, Father, I receive this into myself. Show me how, invest this by the Spirit into me, so that when the time comes and your Spirit says, okay, it's time, you'll call that to remembrance, and I will believe because it's in the Word. Amen? So I speak blessing all over this place. I speak it into your lives. I speak it into our, our family that's joining with us ar around the world. Um, it's a new day. It's a day of great power. It's a great day of great opportunity and privilege, but it is also a day of great responsibility, and it's a day where we have to remain focused and keep our eyes on the first things, prayer. How's your prayer life been going? See, I said I was finished. I really am finished. This is just an add-on, just for Debbie's sake. Just playing. How, how's your prayer life? Stay faithful in prayer. No matter what's going on, stay faithful. It's your lifeblood. Keep breathing. And I, I confess, there were two days this week that I was so busy 
and it was so darn cold in here. It's colder than a well digger's ankle in this place some mornings. That I didn't come in here to pray. And I felt badly about it, but the next day I didn't feel badly about it to come in here and pray. Now, I prayed in other places, but I have a responsibility in here. So I confess before the Lord, I'm sorry, Father. I've already done this. Stay faithful in prayer, okay? You need it. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for what's coming. Thank you for this people. Thank you for this remnant. And we ask you that we will be anointed to serve you, to be pleasing in your sight. Guide us in this. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Father. We love you, Holy Spirit. We ask it all in the wonderful name above all names, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, everybody. God bless you. And don't forget that um, you want to go and see Levi kick a bunch of balloons around in the youth room and have some cupcakes. Uh, you don't have to stay long, but it'll be a fun little time. Please do that. And, uh, you know, I saw him earlier, and he had 